What's up, y'all? It's Ashley Diana. Hey, everybody. It's Bri. And welcome back to the 312 Podcast. Podcast. A podcast created by two best friends from Chicago. We're creating spaces for millennials to have wholesome conversations because that's what we need. Yes, it's the perfect balance of personal business with a little pinch of gangsta. Because we what? We walking like we talking. <laughs> <laughs> what's up y'all welcome back um if you're just now tuning in catch up uh but if you've been here from the beginning you guys know we do cocktails at the beginning of each episode curated by this lovely lady so what do we have oh and it's different too because we're doing mocktails y'all we're doing a cleanse yeah so if you joined us in that cleanse in like the past episodes we got we got another little cocktail can they see look at this why is it so cute and it's pink so what do we have here so today I made a lychee mocktail. So mm. it's just a sparkling, something sweet, but not too sweet. Um, if you've never had lychee fruit, it's really good. It's a Japanese fruit. And yeah, so. You know what's crazy? I've never, do you actually eat the fruit? I do ask for extra. Like, I've never, like a lychee I, I literally, I'm going to try it today, y'all, because I've never, I've never, like I see it and I never like eat it. It's so, I'm telling you, <laughs> it doesn't look attractive, but it's so good. It's so good. Good. You don't think so? A little eyeball. Okay. Yeah. It's the texture. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving eyeball. Um, but no, it's good. It's really good. Thanks. It reminds me of like peaches. Yeah. Kinda. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Cool. So what's up, boo? What's the what's the three one two? How are you? Uh, well. Mm-mm. It's been a little. <laughs> yeah. From last time, you guys know it's been a little bit going on, moving into a new place. A little bit stressful, but things are working out very well. And as far as work life goes, work life balance is good too. Moving on. They ain't driving you crazy like they were before. No, I'm moving up pretty fast. I haven't been with the company that long, but that's good. I'm shining, y'all. Because that's what she did. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. But what about you? What's up with you? I'm good, girl. I'm good. You know something that I discovered about myself recently? What? (laughs) I don't like to be told what to do, like, at all. Like, in any, like, shape, form, my boyfriend's in the back. Can you agree? (laughs) And I'm learning that about myself. And I people used to always tell me, and I'm just like, no, like, I, I'm cool with Chris. Like, you can tell me something. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, no, I really don't. Or, or even, like, I don't like explaining myself. Okay. I don't, like, at all. And I'm learning that as a mother mm-hmm. that I have to explain myself sometimes. Because, again, you can't just, like, some always go into it and just tell them, like, hey, this is what to do. Kids need to, you know, know they got to understand stuff. Yeah. They need to be talked to a hundred times. Yeah, communication <laughs> is key. Yeah, and I'm learning that, y'all. I don't. <laughs> I stand corrected. So for my mom, my sister, my boy, everybody watching this, y'all right? I don't like to be told no. I don't like to be so told. I, I kind of feel you. I on can that. take. Oh, no, man. I don't. Like to be told. <laughs> I Excuse can, me. I can take no. It depends on what it is. Mm, no. no. But yeah. But any. <laughs> anywho, so y'all, we were talking before, and I want to ask this question <laughs> while we're on live. Yes. Um. So what was the? How was the word? Oh, so if you. If you could commit any crime, like any crime, mm-hmm. it don't matter what it is, and you like you face no repercussions, what would that crime be? This is going to tell us who you are. <laughs> Stealing, because I would rob a bank and go live my best life and buy land and property. Yeah, all of that. Yeah. But like, what, but like, 
What would yours be? Because I feel like if you if you rob what? a bank, I mean, technically, there's I no guarantee how much money you're going to get. Oh, I know which ones to go to. Oh, you, how you know? You've been doing I mean, research. You, know, <laughs> you, you want to have an account with them big banks. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I was telling her one of the things that I was thinking of. I'm like, I, yeah, to that point, that's like mm-hmm. a, initially what you would go to. But I'm thinking a little further into it. Okay. Like identity theft or maybe like fraud in Criminal a way. Criminal minds. Okay. <laughs> but sure. like, think about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can rob a bank. You, you don't know how much money you're going to get or maybe you do. But if you like hack the identity of like a multi-billionaire and you can like what's her name what was that uh and yeah, anna delvey anna delvey yeah anna if delvey. i could do like an anna delvey she was girl she wanted to be a queen she was like if, if reach i could do reach. an anna delvey and, and hop into yeah. baby you can't tell me nothing and i won't get caught i won't get in trouble yeah i'm not ashley no more y'all Sorry. today i am who would you be would you like I ain't gonna change. I would like take it for a little bit, establish and do (laughs) do what I need to do, and then I go back to being like Ashley. But like on a disclaimer, we do not recommend is. We're just joking. (laughs) Going back to what I said, I really like. I had to sit and think about me and my inability to like accept, not necessarily criticism, criticism, but accept the fact that I have to like explain stuff or like be a little bit more vocal. And I think a lot of that came from like how I grew up, like you know, and then growing up in in black uh, households and whatnot, like you are told what to do, and it's just because I said so. Yeah. So it, it'd be a lot of times where I'm like, I'm thinking that that may have came from like my mom just like not really explaining a whole lot to me, mm-hmm. um, and everybody having this idea like, oh, because you're a child, you don't need to be explained, but that's mm-hmm. like not the case. Right. I feel like in most instances. Um, a lot of stuff, even that happened to me as a child, I feel like if I were like a little bit more knowledgeable or new, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Certain things and I wouldn't accept certain stuff as like, oh, well, that's just an adult, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How was it like the same for you? Did Mama Teresa, did she? <laughs> Y'all know. <laughs> I don't feel like she giving me a cause I said so. Yes. <laughs> I definitely grew up in a household where it was, you do what I say. And I feel like that kind of played into my adulthood now mm-hmm. because I was forced to do a lot of things I didn't want to do. Um, And I sometimes feel like in the black household, too, we kind of, like, live our dreams through the, like, Mm. children and stuff. So I didn't want to do acting. I didn't want to do modeling. I didn't want to play the piano. You were such a good model, Ryan. I I just did not like the spotlight. So now on social media, doing this podcast, this is so new for me, guys. Yeah. Because I am a very private person, but that's just how I am. Um, But... Being in the spotlight like that in ballerina classes, all that stuff, it just took a toll on me. So yeah. being that, doing that so young, I feel like when I do have children, I'm going to be like, hey, do you want to do this? Because I ain't got time to waste my money mm-hmm. or my time. You know, and I think it's just an open conversation. But again, in the black household, I do think that's kind of like a generational curse. A curse in a way, yeah. yeah. And then even like with, with your children, like, you know, I'm a mom and I know this mm-hmm. is stuff that we have talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, before too, like whenever you decide to have children, I also feel like in a sense, like I kind of get that part of like, not necessarily like forcing your kids to do things that you wanted them to do, but sometimes like they don't always see their potential or like you, you know what I'm saying? You see mm-hmm. things that you could potentially, um, like, like brush up on right. for them. Right. And do you think of like, I mean, maybe it's not the best examples, but like <laughs> in the industry, you think of, you know, people like Michael Jackson or Janet Jackson and things like that, like granted. It was a lot that was going on, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, 
they were also always very talented. And maybe yeah. their parents were, you know, and we talk about this all the time, like your parents did the best that they could do with what they had at the time. Yes. And you don't really know that until you get older um, and realize like, okay, yeah, I got my ass whooped that day. And it was very unnecessary, but I also understand the pain and the stress that my mom was put in in that situation for me to get kicked out of school, mm -hmm. you know? So, and what, like you said that your mom, you never, like you never, not at all wanted to do modeling or. No, I actually never did. I actually she just brought it to swimming. You. Really? <laughs> I told y'all I'm a nerd, y'all. Like I don't be You're not a nerd. Day. Stop saying that. I mean, I'm not really I feel like that's why I'm kinda just like a little bit like closed off about a lot of things because I can't I don't, it's not that it's not relatable to me. It's just like I'm just not interested. Mm -hmm. And something you're not interested, it's just it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm grown, I'm like, it is what it is. I don't care. Yeah. So um, but yeah, I would definitely say my mom, but now she sees things and she's have her and I have had conversations and she's like, you know what? But that's how I was raised. You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of like you do what I say in this house. And then when you grown, you could do what you want to do. You right. know what I mean? So I'm be talking about it or whatever, you know, y'all have actually sat and had a conversation. Mm -hmm. That's good. Have y'all done therapy? Mm -hmm. No, I've never no. done therapy with my mom, but I have gone to therapy. Isn't have you ever crazy? done therapy? I've never done. And actually I may be misremembering. I think we may have did a little bit, um, like around the time my uncle got killed. Okay. Um, cause like when you go to, I don't know if it's the same with public schools, but you know, we went to Catholic schools. So throughout uh, elementary school mm -hmm. and when my uncle passed, they had assigned me like a therapist and then we had did some sessions with my mom, I believe. But like outside of that now, like, but yes. we also never really had these conversations either. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think it's out of like, like, it isn't anything that's done intentionally. I think that me, as I get older, and I think it's like the Libra in me. <laughs> like, I just, I right. accept shit, and I'm just like, whatever, that's my mama. Like, I don't, yeah. I think that at some point, we should have a conversation for sure. Mm -hmm. um, did you bring up the conversation with you and your mama? Was it like? I definitely did. You did? I can see that. You know, I like It was after you went to therapy. Yeah, yeah, because when you go to therapy, I tell people all the time, you're not crazy for going to therapy. At all. At all. It's actually for you to create a plan. You can yeah. vent to your friends, you can vent to your family, but you actually need to take the rug, lift it up, clean out everything, and someone to prepare you with a proper plan to move forward and forgive. Mm -hmm. So I highly recommend it. But because of therapy, I was able to talk to my mom. I'm like, you know, hey, we need to talk some more. We need to sit down, talk about some things because it's affecting me in my grown life, which I don't want to, you know, mm -hmm. make me seem like, I don't know. But, you know, it just plays a huge role in it. And I wanted to address it and stop it so that way I can grow and that way we can be closer. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, that's my that's my girl, though. She's my cheerleader. You know, I love her Same to death, but mama. I'll definitely say um, – my parents were definitely a little bit more like stern and stricter growing yeah, up for mm -hmm. sure because they are older too y'all so yeah uh, <laughs> they look good I though for their age <laughs> and i hate no she do baby yeah. she do um and i hate too like that you know the idea of like people thinking that you got to be crazy to go to therapy mm -hmm. and it's like quite often you really just need to talk to someone who um, most times has has like a different perspective of your life because and I was we were talking about this the other day like you have to kind of stray away from talking to people who have like the same issues as you mm -hmm. because and at that point depending on like you know what those issues are but of course we're probably thinking of more of the negative ones that you would need therapy for right like you guys have some type of like trauma bond like if that's all we can connect on is the shit that's like you know going bad or the the, the negative things that we can um 
speak on, it's like, okay, cool. That's mm-hmm. not really a relationship or a friendship or, you know what I'm saying, a connection. Mm-hmm. Like, we're bonding over these issues that we have. Yeah. Um, and it's not good. At some point, you have to have somebody that is either going to give you a different perspective or give you a solution. Right. You know, and I think that that's what therapy, I've done therapy on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I think that that was one of the biggest things that was, a, you know, the, a benefit is like, yeah, I can sit there and sob, 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 talk about all the, you know, bad stuff. And then Maggie, love her. If you ever see this, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, she just gave me a lot of solutions and ways to think about things differently that if I were to talk to someone or even like you and I having conversations, it probably wouldn't get as deep as it would with a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just it. And then you don't have to have shit going wrong. Like you can talk to a therapist just to talk <laughs> like right. about the good stuff, you know, yeah. and think about things to come. Yeah. What were um? Because I know you did therapy recently too, right? Yeah, I've done therapy a couple of times yeah. actually. Um, but it's just and that's a, good. It's a yeah, you know, life be life in y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just sometimes it doesn't have to be bad. It could be good. It could be growth. Um, but it's just nice to get that off of your chest because mm-hmm. we all have a lot of things going through our minds. So, mm-hmm. what would you say like made you want to go to therapy? Like the, the your uncle and. Well, the, my uncle passing, um, well, well, he was killed. Okay. Um, that was, like, done out of, I guess, necessity. That was through the school. Okay. I didn't go to therapy until 2015, 16, which is, like, a couple years before I had AJ. Okay. Um, I was going through shit in a relationship, but also, like, I was going through some old, my own shit. And I think one of my friends... Um, when I was at the daycare, she was talking about going to therapy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And she had recommended me. And I think the issue for me was always that, um, I thought therapy was like way too expensive. I did. (laughs) And so I'm just like, I can't afford no fucking therapy. Right. Um, and then she had, um, mentioned to me, I think it was like Northwestern Family Institute. So if you are listening and you know, you think therapy is too expensive or inaccessible, um, they have really good like pro bono rates. Mm-hmm. You can have sessions like as low as like th- we're not sponsored by them or nothing, but, but it's <laughs> it really did. There, it really did help me. Yeah. And it was like thirty dollars per session. Mm-hmm. So there's ways to to get into it. Just do a Google search. But that her mentioning that to me and me going through a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I would I would even you know have conversations with my mom or like people around me. It just seemed like. Everybody's like, oh, you know, whatever, you'll get through it. Right. And I'm just like, but no, like I, like no, I need uh, how <laughs> get right. through it. How I don't know how I need help, mm-hmm. and it wasn't too many people that can um could help me. Yeah. So and also, I mean, with my father too. I mean, I feel like I have the best of both worlds. They're both Sagittarius, and they may be, but my dad, <laughs> <laughs> a crazy like, ass. Story. Yeah. I had a little spice to your life, but my dad is more so like laid back, quiet, chill. And I'm that same way. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was, like I said, because of therapy, I was like, well, I've never seen my dad cry. I've actually never seen him like be emotional. And those are things that I take from him as well, you know, mm. but because I don't act out how you want me to act out, doesn't mean I'm not, you know, feeling some type of where I'm hurt. Um, people feel like I might be a little nonchalant, like, no, because I'm not screaming. That doesn't mean I'm nonchalant. I'm just, mm-hmm. that's just how I, you know, do my actions. Shit. Like, sometimes you think don't have to overdo it. By nature, or like something that you actually um, were taught in a sense because that's how your father show or, or the lack of him showing his emotions. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important too for black men to express themselves as well. But mm-hmm. I mean, he has his own things that he had with his life. So I guess it does kind of like play over. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, that's what I, that's what I grew up seeing. 
And I think that when we finally do like start addressing things or we do dig a little bit deeper, you're like, okay, so actually, you know, at least I'm fixing it. Yeah. Or this might be like this, but at least I'm fixing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm just, yeah, I'm so grateful that I did that, but I'm, I took good, I would say not even like curses, but I would just say like lessons Mm -hmm. from both of them. You know what I mean? But now, like, how are we moving forward? That's the yeah, main thing. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, I think people be too stuck in the past. Like, what are you doing to move forward? So do you have those conversations with your mom? I don't. Like, we don't have, really? like, yeah, like, we. Your mom just, I love partying and stuff with you. Like, that's my And girl. that's, like, our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, again, I don't, I think if I were to initiate those conversations with her, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think it's just a matter of, like, it's a cultural thing. You know, mm. my her family's Jamaican, and I feel like a lot of, like, strong black Caribbean women like that, yeah. that emotional side isn't really there. And wow. so it's always been, like, this this tough love, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again, that being what I went through as a child, I'm thinking that that's just kind of normal. And then you kind of see, like, other relationships as you get older, and you're just like, okay, damn, like, why was my mama so mean? <laughs> but, <laughs> Um, and I think a lot of black black mothers, black fathers, like show that that tough love. But it's mm-hmm. like you gotta no, you gotta open up a little bit because then yeah. it's when we talked about this in the last couple of episodes that like how you treat your child is gonna you know affect how like, they treat exactly. other people. Yeah. Um, and so me showing that tough love, I really think that that and this is something that I had um, discovered about myself like within the last couple of years, like. I'm always like, oh, show me, like, even in my relationship, I'm always like, show me love, show me love, show me love. And I'm like, damn, in some instances, I don't even do that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, I, and even like within some of my friendships, it's like, it's kind of hard or like, I don't really know how, especially Mm -hmm. in like tough situations where I'm just like, I don't really know how to show that emotion or I don't really know how to to be loving and to be supportive. Um, Do you feel like it kind of like trickles down with, AJ, I think so. Yeah, you guys don't know. AJ, she's she's calling me literally right now. (laughs) He keeps facetiming me. (laughs) But do you feel like it kind of yeah trickle down? Yeah. Um. And I'm I'm trying to be more. What's the word I'm looking for? I'm just trying to be more conscious of it. Mm -hmm. Um. Especially in in times where she is like really showing a lot of emotion or she's frustrated or and I'm just kind of like trying to ignore it or you know. Right. Um. Or even in instances where I'm learning how to, like, say sorry or to, like, apologize if I made a mistake. Because a lot of times as a parent, like, I don't know everything that I'm doing. And I may, it can be as simple as me giving her a task to do and she says she completed it. And I'm like, no, I don't see it. Or, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you put it here and and I'm like, no, it's not there. It's somewhere else. And she's like, see, mommy, it was here. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever. But I could, you know what I'm saying, do better at, at letting her know or her getting in trouble for something that she really didn't do okay. that I thought she did. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she'll tell me, like, mommy, I told you I didn't do it. I'm just like, oh, okay. Instead of, like, being, like, apologetic, like, okay, mommy was wrong. Right. It's okay. Yeah. You know, doing more stuff like that. I'm, I was, I'm horrible at that right now. And I be feeling so bad. Why? Why do you feel like you're bad at that? Because I, I, I don't do it a lot. And it like it'd be hard for me. Like even when I'm like consciously thinking about it. Really? Yeah. Like I'll be like, mm. but yeah, no, it's definitely like it's hard for me, um, as a parent 
mm-hmm. um, to be able to apologize and just to be vulnerable. That's just really what it is, vulnerability. Um, and I really, I honestly, I don't have, I don't have like a, a why or a reason to it. I don't know. And that's something that me as a parent that I'm working on. I don't know why I'm like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I feel like I like, this is my thing. If I could, I don't have a problem owning my thing, my like anything that I've done or hurt somebody, mm-hmm. I'll own it. I'll apologize and I'll keep it moving. I think that shows, you know, that you can't acknowledge what I did where I'm like, you know what, if I hurt you, I just feel like you can't really like, if you hurt somebody's feelings, you don't have the right to tell them that you didn't hurt their feelings. Mm, Or you can't be like, you know, I just feel like, you know what, hey, I'm sorry, I apologize for doing X, Y, Z. That wasn't my intention. But I mean, it's something that you just, you know, you're growing and you have to take your time with it. But I mean, at least the fact that you can acknowledge it. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm trying. I'm trying. I, I swear to God, I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's hard. Because like I said, just how how mm-hmm. I was raised and um, just me as an individual too. And I think like us being from a city like Chicago too, it kind of makes you a little bit like tougher in a sense. And like the, I guess the shit that I went through, like mm-hmm. just trauma. You know, everybody talks about having PTSD and uh, gun violence and all that no, good I stuff. And like, I yeah, I feel like a lot of that um, has to do with like the toughness that I show towards her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, it's not, I don't know, G, like it's my environment, it's my personality, like that's just how I am. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not, I mean, it's not right, right? Or it's not wrong, I guess. I don't know. Is it right or wrong? I don't know. These are, these are, these are questions that need answers. <laughs> Um, and it's okay to not know, but I think me taking that initial step and just mm-hmm. at least acknowledging that, like, so proud I need to do better. Yeah, I so need to do. <laughs> no, really, I am though, because it takes, especially like yeah. me knowing you for so many years and things that you've gone through. Um, I think that's really big of you. Yeah, yeah, especially talking about it. So Here I'm today. really proud of you. I know. Thank you, girl. Yeah. Thank you. We're, we're, nobody is perfect. We all have some things that we have to work on. Yeah. But I, I definitely think the first step is to own it, it acknowledge and things, own it. Yeah. and try to be, like, conscious about it, too. Like, mm, you know, sometimes I'll be like, now I'll be thinking before I speak, mm-hmm. for sure. Moving forward, I'm like. And I think I'm doing better at not, um, yeah. not taking things personally. I think I do that mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and I think because I'm so critical of myself, and I think going back to my parents, my mom was very critical of me. Um, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In a good way. Like, you know, my mom going to tell you about yourself. Right. Every mama <laughs> does. They want the best for you. Yeah. And so I think that that aspect, too, kind of makes me be a little bit more critical of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it's about how they were raised, too. Because, I mean, I'm not a parent, but there's no, like, really book on how to be a yeah, perfect Yeah, oh, it's, and it's parent. never you, and There's no such thing as a perfect parent. Mm-hmm. And but that's the thing, like you have to be vulnerable and understand that and allow your children to have space to ask questions. And, you know, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like and me and Courtney were talking about this last night, actually. Um, or was it whatever when she's been here mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were talking about it, that like you do so much of that because I said so I'm not giving you an answer to. Well, that kids are like curious. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the stuff that I got myself into situations I got myself into came a lot from me like, OK, well. I, I still want to know. Why not? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you're not really giving me um, a reason behind it. And if it's a matter of, you know, your life's in danger or something just isn't safe, like, you should talk to your kids mm-hmm. um, about that. So, yeah. I definitely For agree. Sure. For sure. That. I'm sorry. I have something in my eye. It's bothering me. Pause. <laughs> Pause. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Mm-mm. 
Oh, it's looking in my eye. Okay. I'm going to do a lip gloss too. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. This couch is uh, it's nice and comfy. Right? <clears throat> okay. Lay down, go to sleep. Where you get this couch from? <laughs> 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 this is Stephen Allen. This is nice. <laughs> this is nice. You ain't got roaches or nothing. <laughs> um. So, how would you have said? Because um, we both grew up in Chicago, right? Southside, all that Southside, yeah. or no side. Southside. <laughs> um. How would you say that's affected, or like, what was your? And I hate to act like, like, what was your childhood like? Because every time we travel, oh, my God, y'all, when we travel and go outside of Chicago and tell people we are from Chicago, it's like, oh, my God, like, are you okay? How did you survive? And I'm like, bro, it ain't even right. that serious. Like but in a sense, it kind of was. Because then you think of stuff, it, it always is that conversation of gun violence that comes up to me because that's something that I've been personally impacted by multiple mm-hmm. times same and um when you have that conversation or when you go to other cities and like see how quiet it is and like some of uh, even neighborhoods and neighborhoods it's like oh y'all don't hit gunshots or nothing like damn yeah. this is crazy i'm ambulances every five you know minutes right. and crazy stuff and yeah. you hear gunshots and you nobody's panicking we really be like dang, like, dang that's crazy down over there like, <laughs> They shooting crazy, That's and it's crazy. really, it's, it's sad. really sad that it's like it's that. It's sad, though. and I'm just like, I, like, why do you, why, yeah, why, girl? We have so much violence. I don't know if y'all have this app on your phone called Citizen. Oh, app. It it's tells the you devil. About things that's going on <laughs> in Chicago. I when I tell you that app goes off twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. It's crazy, but I, I have to cut my notifications off. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, because I'm like it's. It's and then much. where we are, it's not like we're on the good side of the neighborhood, but you know the niggas is around the corner, right? <laughs> so, like, it's yeah. Um, I would definitely say like in Chicago there is a lot of gun violence and mm. stuff going on. Unfortunately, I believe it stems from like music and social media. I mean, it's always been so? my thing is this: it's always been violence and shootings and stuff. But I will say like from when I was younger to now, it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know. Now you'd be like, ooh, scared to go out. Like, no, nah, I don't know about that. But, I mean, you know, I didn't really – I say, like, my first person that, like, you know, really affected me that, um, from gun violence was my cousin, Tony. Mm. And he was, like, a brother. He was, like, a middle child for me and my older brother. So he was, like, that vessel that connected us because my brother, he's nine years older than me. So we're not we're not close. But, um, unfortunately, he went to a party with a friend and – yeah, they shot at the car, followed them, and he was trying to take his friend to the hospital because um, his, so friend, his friend, got friend got shot. Got shot. And then when he was driving, he got shot too, and then he ran into a tree. His name is oh, my Anthony King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like seven when that happened. Yeah. And it was just so, I mean, it's just like, you know, you don't really understand at that time because, like, he was being a good person. He was doing the right thing. Like, what's going on, you know, but... Chicago is it's so bad. You could be minding your business. I mean, our violence here is is crazy. And like it, going to your car, anything yeah. like, and like we were you like know. you were saying, it, it's it was a difference back then. I feel like there was a little mm-hmm. bit more respect in some instances. Like I mean, it still was there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like a lot of a lot of these like random uh, occurrences or like people getting hit with stray bullets. Like a lot of that shit has been. And I don't. I think it's a lack of like 
like a lot of the old heads in the neighborhoods and shit like that, they no longer like they're no longer like running it or you know what I'm saying, like managing granted it's all fucked up. You shouldn't be, you know, gang banging and shit like that. But like right. I feel like a lot of those old heads are either like locked up or passed away. It's like these newer gang leaders like just don't have no like I mean, I hate to say a gang leader has morals, right? But <laughs> kind of hard to say that in the same sentence yeah. but in a sense you get what i'm saying like mm-hmm. just the the people just really just don't have any care for for other people's lives or children and you know mothers and women and shit like that like that used to be a conversation or it used to be like a like they were off off you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. you, you can't really touch women you can't touch you know kids and shit like that now mm-hmm. it just they don't care it don't matter at yeah. all the women that is crazy yeah. It was just a young lady out west. Don't remember, don't know her name, but this was maybe like two weeks ago. But she called in like, "Hey, domestic violence, her ex," and then he shot her. It's just, it's like, it's but just the it's, lady was like in the alley with her kids. Um, I'm not. I mean, it's so it's many the, stories. I was just gonna say yeah, that. But it's just like it's it's a lot of women getting killed too. Like yeah. it's not just the gang rivals and things like that. Um, it's just too easy to access a gun, and I think they need to be a little bit more stricter on the gun laws, but. I feel um, like even then they, shit, have these guns ain't legal. They get I mean, shit just anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. I was so, I don't know. I just feel like we need to come together more. Like I don't know. I feel like really the killings are so senseless. Like a dude look at your girl, a dude step on your yeah. shoe, you know, or somebody post something on social media. It's just, it's too much. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that has like affected your mental? In a way, cause I know we like again we were talking about PTSD and like, mm-hmm. um, like me I know I'm super paranoid, mm-hmm. and I think that that has a lot to do with it, um, a lot more now than I was before, especially now having kids too. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say or how would you say that's like affected you and your like way of living, like how you go about? Um, I can't even. I've I have lost some very close loved ones due to gun violence, and because of that. Some areas I don't even like. I can't even like go past mm-hmm. and stuff because it, it's triggering for me. Um, and I feel like it's just it's crazy. It's scary. It's dangerous. Like I don't know. I be seeing people. I be like, oh, they don't yeah. like the younger generation. Y'all are a little bit more aggressive. If you bump into them, they might shoot you right then and there. Like, yeah. oh, hope you had a good day. Sorry, excuse me. Like, don't want you to be. Upset I don't even make I, eye contact. Yeah, for it's it's just it's a little <laughs> reckless. Yeah. What about you though? Like, what would you say was your first like trauma with experiencing someone, you know, losing someone to gun violence? My uncle. Okay. Um, that was what second grade, third grade. Okay. Um, and it was it was hard, and again, I had to you know go through therapy and and everything like that. So I think I was able to cope a little bit better with mm-hmm. that. Um, but again, I was in like second or third grade, and I just remember like all of the the drama like in my household mm-hmm. um when that happened mm-hmm. and you know it just kind of again i didn't really understand it wholeheartedly mm-hmm. um but i knew it just really just made me like anxious and everything like that mm-hmm. um and then from then like just people and you know it's just yeah <laughs> and i yeah i yeah that that situation for me is tough to this day to even talk about um and then you know what happened like with my aunt too which was my uncle's younger sister right and i think that like i mean when people whatever when that happened with her too i think that that like really um 
like drove in that that paranoidness for me because for them mm-hmm. you know they were just driving picking up my uh little cousin from my grandmother's house and going home mm-hmm. like they weren't outside like they weren't like in an area where they shouldn't have been they literally left from my grandmother's house to her front door mm-hmm. sat in a car for maybe i think he said like a minute or two like laughing about some shit they saw on facebook and were like leaving to get out the car Mm-hmm. and you know somebody was following them I don't know if it was like we still don't know and that's the fucked up thing about a lot of shit that happens in Chicago you it's still unsolved like we don't know we don't have a reason there's no like mm-hmm. you know you just gotta gotta move on and, and go on about your day unfortunately um, and it just made me paranoid because like for the longest I couldn't even like I'll go somewhere and even um, if I'm a passenger seat in the car like I gotta get out and go with you like I don't care where we're stopping at like I don't like to sit in cars like it's just a lot of um paranoidness that comes along with it and then again having kids too because even in that situation my little cousin was shot in the leg and he was one so yeah it it definitely has added to that um it made me you know very paranoid like I said when I had the the citizens app I had to cut that shit off because <laughs> I'm like yeah no it's just you know it makes you not even want to leave your house mm-hmm. unfortunately um but going through situations like that, it definitely does develop like a, a harder outer shell and allow you to be a little bit more, you know, yeah, um, aware of your surroundings for sure. But just to be a stronger individual, unfortunately, for something like that to happen. Yeah. Um, and then for us to know that she, you know, her or her husband literally work. She's a stay at home mom, had three kids. Mm-hmm. You know, he works night and day and this is like his first day off and they decide to go do something. Wow. Um, yeah. No, that shit. Yeah, you know, also, I think it stems from at home, too, with, you know, the violence and stuff like that. You never really know what anyone is going through. But mm-hmm. um, I also think having a father, a black man in the home or somebody that you can look up to or talk to, a mentor, is so important, um, yeah. you know. And unfortunately, it's not that common in the black community and black homes. I was grateful to see my father and I was, I mean, grow up with my see a two-parent household with you know and see my dad love my mom and mm-hmm. treat people with respect and it's something that i admire about him um people talk to him crazy sometimes he owns his own business but you know sometimes things can happen and he's like i don't care like i'm not <laughs> like that i'm gonna speak but i'm working on that and i think that's so important to like sometimes you can just got like you actually win the fight by walking away mm-hmm. but in chicago they, they, it's not just walking away. They have, like, it's just violence. It's guns. It's it's a lot that's going on. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important for black men to know that it's okay to be a stand-up guy. It's okay to go to school. It's mm-hmm. okay to, you know, pursue a career, get you a job. There's nothing wrong with doing 9 to 5. You don't have to sell drugs and, um, you know, put your life in risk, put your family life in risk, you know, guilty by association. I think that that needs to be, like, the role model because y'all know. I love Tupac. Anybody who knows me <laughs> knows that that's my man. And I'm just saying, a lot of these new rappers and stuff, they don't have no Dear Mama songs or, um, you know, changes. I mean, something that acknowledges, I mean, it's really just about, like, Amiri's fucking girls. Excuse me. But, you know. Excuse me. It's just, it's just, it's no substance. It's no real so you role think it's model. The, uh, you really think it's the, like, the music that has a Yeah, a that to too. But, I mean, also at home, like, they don't have, like, an uncle they could. I you definitely know. think that's more because I feel like even back then, like you know, you had the Tupacs and the Biggies and the, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, like. It, but the Black Panther. I mean, we just, it was just like a different vibe, <laughs> you 
know what this I mean? True. They was walking kids to school. Like yeah. it was totally different. And the lack of it, there's a lack of respect. I yeah, think. Like, a lack of respect of life in yeah. general. They don't care. Like this man goes to work every day, and here you come with your gun and your badass friends, robbing him and stopping him from what he do to take care of his family in the right mm-hmm. way, all because you want to go joyriding in his Kia. Yeah. Oh, like, that's crazy. To yeah. Me. No. Cut it out. Cut it out. Mm-mm. And I think, um, I don't know. I, I, I wish we, yeah, I wish we did have a. I know it's a touchy subject. It is. Yeah. It is. And I hate, and I, yeah, I just, even when I, I think about those, you know, situations, it sucks. Cause it's like you, you really like fuck up a family dynamic mm-hmm. doing something that like is completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes back to the initial conversation we had. Like we mm-hmm. need to have more conversations around therapy in the black community mm-hmm. because there's a lot of internalized um insecurities mm-hmm. especially like for the idea of like you getting rejected by somebody or you know somebody bumping into you or mm-hmm. a nigga from another clique said something to you now you feel like you gotta defend yourself i talked about it myself mm-hmm. before where i felt like a lot of altercations and stuff that i got into um came a lot from people looking at me like I'm preppy, or you talk like a white girl, you ain't about that. And I'm just like, nah, I got to prove myself because you think this shit's sweet and it's, it's not. And it's not. So I think it has a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Like, we really do need to highlight therapy in the black community because the more and more lives that we are taking away, black men's away from their family, mothers, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my little cousins lost their mother. You know what I'm saying? Very young. Yeah. You know, my little cousin sitting in the back sleep. Uh, back seat of the car sleeping mm-hmm. and woke up to that shit so yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot um but i recently i'll be i'll be open with you guys i recently went to therapy last year because uh, my ex was murdered he was shot and i'm very i never spoke out about this but i'm very open and transparent because this might help someone else mm-hmm. um unfortunately you know sometimes because of how we are raised and stuff like that, which I said plays a huge role in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't make the best decisions in life. And, you know, karma is real. And when I speak of him or when I think of him, because of how we work together, I think of him as super romantic, super loving, very generous. Anything I wanted, he would do. But he grew up in a household where, you know, his father wasn't involved and stuff like that. And so he did turn to the streets and, you know, unfortunately you know things happen and um he was going to a birthday party and he was um murdered going to get a gift bag something so simple and literally it was for across like his the niece's street. birthday or something yeah, yeah something so you know it's just like you have to try to be a good person and do the right thing i think that's important and you know I know this street stuff and like doing fraud and scamming and all this people think it's cool and you know backdooring people that's piped now and people make fun of it and talk Mm -hmm. about like you know from Chicago I know y'all hearing in the music you know they mention each other's names and smoking so and so it's not cool it needs to stop and um yeah I just feel like we all need to try to do better and be good people. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it's okay for you to do things the right way. It's okay to be different. It's okay to step away from your street life. So, um, yeah. yeah. 
And no. that that was a I remember when that happened because we were on the phone together. Mm-hmm. Um, came and got me. Thank yeah, you. yeah. You know I couldn't leave my girl. That um that was tough, and I hate to have had that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, to you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was it was very touching. It's like it's crazy that we are so immune to it because even when you initially told me, like when we were on the phone, I think we both kind of was just like, "Damn, that's crazy." And then we actually really sit and listen to that, or sit and uh, really process what just happened. Like then it was like, "Oh my fucking god." Mm-hmm. Um. So, but yeah, I, th- I think that it has a lot to do. Again, we're gonna consistently go back to that conversation of, um. You, you just got to do better parents. It starts at home. It starts at home. It starts at home. So, you know, us home. as millennials raising the next generation, like, we have to stay away from, like, trying to be your kid's friend or, like, trying to be cool or trying to be the TikTok mom or some. You know what I'm saying? Like, actually mm-hmm. parent your children because you have to realize what you're doing for them right now is going to set them up for the future. And, you know, what happened to these kids who are in the streets or – you know, taking other people's lives, you can only imagine their family dynamic mm-hmm. and the lack of everything there. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, if I could walk away from this conversation, the one thing I say, me as a parent, I, you know, making sure that I set them up for success. I can't right. control wholeheartedly what you're going to do as an adult. Right. But while you're, you know, the child in my household, I'm going to make sure you know love. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure you see, you know, an honest living. I'm going to make sure, you know what I'm saying, that you can express yourself, like show your emotions mm-hmm. um, so that you don't grow up with bottled up emotions and insecurities and now you're acting out on individuals. And somebody hands you a gun and tell you that's a really good way to get a motherfucker to shut up. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. So, yeah, if I could if I could leave us with that, that, that definitely, we, we need to do better as a community. As a community. We really do. In Chicago. Yeah. And I think also, like you said, with the music. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like we talk about it enough. Like, be really direct and truthful about mm-hmm. it. We, as a city, it's just not cool. I hate going. I personally, I lived in Houston for a few few months, and you I did. I keep forgetting yeah, that. I did seven months in Houston, but um, I did seven months in Houston. <laughs> like, I went to jail. I started seven months out there. Know how to ball, blast. But anyways, it's just sad that when other people think of our city, they just be like, "No, I'm scared. It's so bad." And but it, it you know. In a sense, it is, but it's it is. also like oh, we have the best skyline. Don't play with us. <laughs> you just, you know, school. be aware of your surroundings and just kind of know, you know, where to go. And again, that should not be like the playbook for you know coming to a, a city or whatnot. But just mm-hmm. every, every city has its pockets. Every city has its hoods. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just overall, any city outside of Chicago, just in general, like we just we really just need to do better. Mm-hmm. Um, and have more conversations like this but do a little bit more action like me as myself like i'm making sure i do what i need to do at home with my kids right you know so that they don't have to experience this so that i don't have to come home and tell them what happened to my auntie you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like I, that's not okay yeah i think and this is all about growth as well yeah. um you know like i said I, we a lot of our issues do stem from home and you know it's just taking accountability and moving forward. And I mean, highlighting some good things that I take away from mm-hmm. my family and things that they do, you know, is how much they really do love each other. Like mm-hmm. how they really will go hard for each other. Like if you got a problem, I got a problem. Yeah. You rocking, I'm rolling. Yeah. But also being a very, very supportive cheerleaders. And I think 
that's important too. This is my cheerleader. Yes, <laughs> I think it's important too to pour into each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. Yeah, always. We're so. always gonna say that. That's why I absolutely love the the you know the dynamics of our friendship and mm-hmm. us being able to be those positive lights for each other. Because I can only imagine like the shit that either of us would be doing if either of us were like a negative influence. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really important. Like again, that's the the basis of our entire brand and this podcast is just to have those you know more wholesome and just um, worthwhile conversations and relationships. Yeah, and if I'm doing something wrong, Ashley's going to oh, tell I'm gonna me. Oh, I'm going to tell you. And if Ashley do something wrong, I'm going to tell She's going to tell, tell me. Ashley. I'm not going to want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> but I might come back but, the next month like, damn, bitch, you was right. You okay. know, yeah. Like, we have, we have to hold each other accountable. Yeah. And you can't always be, like, a yes person. Um, And I think that's why we are able to have yeah. this friendship over 10-plus years. You know, people see us and they think we just always like, no, we get into it sometimes, you know. but it's not from an evil place. It's yeah. always from a place, of, a place love of love and That's communication, love. love, love and communicate, move forward throughout your 2023 with love and grace and communicate mm-hmm. and know that like you have emotions. You're a human. We all do. Like, there's nothing wrong with sharing those emotions mm-hmm. in a positive way. <laughs> okay. You know, just just love yourself more. Love on your your kids. Love on your family. Love on your friends. Um, mm-hmm. We need more. It's, it's way too much yeah. going on in this world. In this world, for sure. We need we need more. We need more. Love yeah. you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for yet a, another episode of the Three One Two Podcast. Yes. Um, we hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that we were able to spread some love and light. Um, that's all we want to do. That um, is all we want to do. Yes. And if, like you mentioned, going to therapy, taking those steps, being accountable, because that's going to help you move forward. Because mm-hmm. you show up for yourself, you can show up for everybody else. Yeah. So that's important. Yeah. So, yes, make sure you guys like, comment, subscribe, like share. You can we appreciate us, that. Follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> bye guys we, look if anybody told you today i love you okay yes i love you i love, love you yourself, and i love you we love you bye guys bye